Hey, it's Alana. And Jacqueline. And we're back for another episode of Black and Yellow. Hi, everybody. Happy summer. I was going to say, hope your summers are going well. No, it is warm. (laughs) It's triple digit here in California. (laughs) As usual. And it's not as though we're going to be talking about, like, light subject matter today. No, 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 no. Because it is July. And for those of you that don't know, July is Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. So, in honor of this amazing month that we have, we're going to be talking about Asian Americans and their reluctance to seek out mental health treatments. It's highly stigmatized, and we're going to talk about why, and we're going to talk about how to change that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> so, we've talked about Black mental health um in the past, in past episodes, and I'm going to be echoing myself a little bit because in the research for this show, I realized there's a lot of crossover in the way that Asian Americans view mental health. Totally see that. Yep. And the way that black Americans view mental health. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about it today. Mm-hmm. So first things first, I have to ask you, is mental health something that's even regularly discussed in Asian homes? No, I'm like shaking my head before you even finished your sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Like half winter, and I'm just like my ponytail's going from side to side. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, definitely not. Mm -hmm. I think it does come along with the model minority myth and just the culture. Most of issues regarding mental health or even addictions in Chinese culture is highly frowned upon. It's embarrassing. It brings shame to the family. So it's not something you want exposed. Got it. And it's not necessarily something that, uh, like, we we want it. Like, I'm sure there is some attention to maybe uh, helping that individual, whoever it is, amongst mm-hmm. the family. But it's not something that is open. You know, like, right. if, if, let's say, a family was walking around and they bumped into another family. Oh, like, how's your daughter doing? You know, it would never be like, oh, you know, she's, she's you know, dealing with some trauma. She's, you know, getting therapy. Like, it. it would never be spoken about openly. Right. And I, and I definitely think it's the same in black culture as well. Yeah. Like, 100%. Which is why we are doing this episode. Because mm-hmm. I think that talking about mental health and mental health awareness it's a vital they're vital conversations that we need to have absolutely and especially if they are adolescents uh or just just making it just normalizing it and not not real not making it something that is bad totally your mental health is everything if you don't have your if you don't have health health in general you don't have anything yeah Couple that with just your brain working right and functioning properly. Clearly, absolutely. You ain't got nothing. That's true. Yeah. So just to be clear, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, getting proper mental health in the U.S. is difficult. Yes. Like, it's a very difficult process. You've got the general problems, which are, like, insurance issues and long wait times and turnaround times to get Which that in and of itself could take years to set up. Yeah. Which is... You know, and especially for like if you're Hispanic and you, or you in China, you don't know English. Yep. You know, and totally. you are coming here to uh, to America for a better opportunity. But then the language gets in the way. Right. Definitely. Or accessibility, transportation. Yeah, all of that. You've also got like difficulty finding specialists just in mm-hmm. general, uh, high deductibles and high co-pays, general access and quality of care. That's just like general problems with healthcare. Yeah. Then you couple onto it being a person of color any color and you've got transportation issues you've got the the language barrier you've got the turnaround time to actually find someone that's right for you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that fits you may or may not have support yeah totally yeah this may or may be going through all of this alone completely blind Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and then couple that with the fact that there aren't really a ton of therapists that are people of color so in the Ah, united states the vast majority of therapists are white 
only 5.3% of therapists in the United States are African-American. Wow. I tried to find that statistic for Asian-Americans. Couldn't find one. Wow. If that just, like, gives you some perspective on how incredibly difficult it is to... Right. And thinking about it now, uh, like, amongst my Asian community, my Asian friends, I don't know anyone that's... Well, maybe one person that's going into psychology. That's a therapist. Oh. It's usually doctors, lawyers, engineers. But being a psychologist is being a doctor. In a way, but but more the medical route, more surgery, more hands-on. Got more, it. More um, uh, PAs, mm. um, you know, physician assistants. Yeah. Or, you know, something along the lines of dealing more with the body and not so much the mind. Interesting. You know, the heart, the lungs. Whoa. Yeah. Because that's concrete. Yeah. I mean, either your heart's working right or it's not. Either it's this right. or it's that. But when it comes to problems in the head, mm-hmm. it it's maybe a little more abstract. It is. I feel yeah. like I've said something yeah, yeah. similar on the driving episode. Yeah, sure, definitely. Um, well, that, okay. So there was an article that came out a while ago, Mental Health, a report from the Surgeon General. And it states, despite the existence of effective treatments, disparities lie in the availability, accessibility, and quality of mental health services for racial and ethnic minorities. This report talks about the lack of large scale research that applies specifically to minority populations. Read a lot of the research that we have for mental health is done for white people on white people. Mm. Just read that. Research is necessary to gain information about prevention, access, service delivery, and quality of care. And the scary thing is, this report came out in 1999, and its findings (gasps) still hold true 18 years later. Research and information about minority mental health is still severely lacking. Wow. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating. Going and on. Really sad. Really sad. Uh, there was another article that was released. It's by Regina Bussing and Faye A. Gary, and it's called Eliminating Mental Health Disparities by 2020. Everyone's Actions Matter. And they state In the decades since the Surgeon General's landmark publication, its basic findings of striking disparities for minorities and mental health services have not been shown. As shown in the most recent National Healthcare Quality and Disparities Report, racial and ethnic minorities still have less access to mental health services than whites. And when they receive care, it's more likely to be of poorer quality. Hmm. Yep. A couple of reasons for that. That the couple of reasons that minorities aren't getting proper care, lack of availability, transportation issues, difficulty finding child care, taking time off work, the belief that mental health treatment, quote, doesn't work, mm-hmm. the high level of mental health stigma in minority populations. We've already kind of talked about that. Mental health system weighted heavily towards non-minority values and cultural norms racial bias and discrimination in treatment settings, language barriers, and a lack of adequate health insurance coverage. Mm. So those are a ton of reasons that will keep Huge. people away yep. from seeking out. And getting what the help that they need. Yeah, totally. If we're talking just about Asian Americans, so based on data from mhascreening.org, Asian Americans are least likely to have a history of diagnosis, even though 57% of those who completed a mental health screen scored moderately to severely depressed. Like that's a scary number. Depression in general is like a silent killer. Let me just put that out there. Ooh, I just got chills. I never thought about that. Yeah. Depression is a silent killer because you, some people live with it for so long. and don't even realize that it's depression. Don't even realize that depression. We should have an episode about this. Um, Keep going. uh, I'm I'm enthralled. that, That it's actually a disease and it can kill you. 
and because it doesn't feel like something that's actually like you're gonna die you know what I mean it's right. more it's emotional but then your emotion affects your body and your organs and so on and so forth yeah and you're aging and all that stuff and so um my mom's dealt with severe depression her whole life and so I've been really affected by that in a way that I think has made me a lot more sensitive to depression than most people in general um because I have firsthand experience of what it's like to deal with someone with depression and it's amazing it's just that loss of hope from people most people who um kill themselves are depressed severely severely depressed you know they don't see any light and there's no way out of that hole for them and so i think a big part of mental health is depression because it's could be it's the root of everything yeah of realizing that you know and that that they're not healthy, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like that they're they're pooing properly, they're right. eating kind of properly, they're not really sleeping. I'm assuming. Yeah, but it's not like they're vomiting. You know, it's like when you have the flu, like right. your symptoms are like, holy shit, you're sick. Right. But when you're depressed, you don't, you're not like sick, sick, but you're sick right. in the head. Yeah, you can't see the sickness. We'll yeah, say, or or so you feel it so much more like pain, but like you do, you know, mm. it's very tricky. Um, and so I think a lot of it too, which directly correlates why a lot of people don't seek because I don't think they know that they need to seek it. Interesting. You know, they don't even know that they have mental health issues. Got it. If it has to deal with more depression, I want to say. Couldn't um, that also be a tie? Because I agree with the point that you're making. Yeah. Uh, my quest, my question slash piggyback is: Could that also possibly be a reflection of how someone thinks or doesn't think of yes. mental illness? Yes. What do you, wait, what do you mean? Like thinks or doesn't think of mental Like you were talking about how someone might be displaying sick symptoms that ne- that don't necessarily look like sickness. Yeah, like low energy, fatigue. But for someone like me, like I've never thought, I've never been depressed. So the idea of like if I'm not sleeping well or eating well, I might be depressed probably wouldn't cross my mind. Oh. Just because it's not in my normal way of thinking. I my see. My family doesn't have a history of depression. So, like, I would think it's actually something physical. Right. Because I'm not uh, familiar with that line of thinking. Uh-huh, like, do uh-huh. you think other people could think the same way? And then not realize that it's a mental health issue? Right. Uh, yes. I want to say yes. But I just feel like, I just feel like mental health and depression are very closely linked. Okay. Um, I would agree with you. So, so I, I'm not, I, I, I don't know, like, I'm not obviously an expert or, or like a doctor in this, but I just feel like they, like, there's not one without the other. Right. In, in a way. Okay. Um, whether we're more talking about mental health as in like actually actual chemicals in the brain mm-hmm. not being balanced, like if they were born a certain way Got it. where they just have less certain amount you know their chemicals are imbalanced because of their body and how they grew up and how it affected them all the stuff and they have to take um pills for that but uh, but that might be different as well okay think about mental health mental illness mental <laughs> that's wellness that's definitely what i could feel like and I'm mental sure. exactly and mental health issues in the united states is that they're largely painted as very male and very white mm. and so i know in the black community there's this thought process of Mental health issues, that's a white problem. Mm. That's a rich white person problem that I don't necessarily fall into the category of. <laughs> I can't see myself no. in the traditional, you know, in like Frasier, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, like laying on a couch and talking about ah. your first world problems. But I know within the black community, listen, there's a lot of PTSD that comes along with being black. 
seeing your people shot in the streets, <sighs> having to, I think you can identify with this, having to show face but very little emotion as mm -hmm. a survival tactic, mm -hmm. and having to squelch those feelings down, that all creates a really um, awful blend of how one could take care of their mental health. Yeah, and I think if this also happens these certain experiences happen when you're young as your brain is developing mm -hmm. it's sort of like drugs if oh, you yeah. take drugs at a really young age mm -hmm. it really fucks your brain up because your brain is developing mm -hmm. literally and so by the time you reach your i don't know what exactly it is but i know it must be something wrong like 20 like right after your 20s your brain somehow I'm sure like years of drugs, of course, after that can really detrimentally affect your brain. But I think mm -hmm. something about doing it or experiencing something this traumatic or just being black and going through all that stuff when you're young runs your whole adult life. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's highly stigmatized in Asian culture because you we're all about face. That's the interesting. Like, that is what you present. You yeah. present the face, and and we're all good, mm -hmm. and everything is fine. And the model minority myth seems very prevalent. Yes, when it comes to mental health, definitely. Got if it. anything, it is very, very authentic mm -hmm. in, in its form. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I I also think going to your parents for this kind of stuff as an Asian is difficult. I feel like more. Kids might m might go to their friends, maybe first, uh, like a secondary support system. Yes, Got because it. your parents might say, "What are you talking about?" Or you know, among the lines of like, "No, no, no, no way! My daughter does not have issues." Are you yeah, kidding? Oh. you know, like she's fine. Or if then the real issue is like, "Oh, holy shit! I realize my daughter has issues. Then let me let me just me and her." take her to do her things and don't tell anyone don't you dare tell anyone so it is very similar between black and asian communities where i think that both of our communities look at mental health as a um a personal failure like a moral yes failing. totally you hit it on the nail yeah, yeah. versus something or just a family like failing depending on who you are and what yeah versus, like. versus something more light as in like I broke my knee. I'm going to go get physical therapy. Right. You know, like, right. what are you, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, you're in, like, you're getting therapy done for your knee because mm -hmm. it needs to be fixed. It needs to be strengthened and worked on. I and... can see that there's something wrong with it. There's a concrete problem with it. Yes. Got it. But mental health is tricky. Mm -hmm. Um, There could be a lot of pain through it for both sides of the party. If a lot of it is some of the parents' fault that mm -hmm. started when they were young, let's say a divorce or a split, you know, something that kind of triggered that moment for them to yeah. become imbalanced in that way. Um. So it's not because then then the parents have to take on that personal failure of like, holy shit, this is this was sort of part of my fault in a way. Yeah. And I'm sure many parents don't want to feel that way you know, because of the ego, because of whatever that gets in the way. Black folks would second that. Yeah. And so and so I think it's a really big problem because if it's not looked at, then it could be really become detrimental. Yeah. You know? I was talking to a friend of mine. He's Asian about this. And the one thing he said was when he approached his parents about perhaps being depressed or having high anxiety, his father told him, you don't understand what struggling is. Like you don't get uh, yeah. what real anxiety is. You don't get right. what real problems are. And I just thought, Oh, that's a really, ouch. 
it's an ouch com- way of dealing with yeah. it, but it's also very like compare weird. No, but it also you don't you didn't validate your 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 son is clearly coming to you open with something he wants to tell you, but when you shut him off like that, you don't validate his ex- that experience at right. that moment. So do you think he's gonna come back and talk to you again about that? Probably, Probably not. not. Got it. Um, you're telling me I just got like a, a thought bubble in my head. Um. And I think the oh, this is what I was gonna say. This generation more so than not, yeah, has a because of their dependence on um, drugs. You know, mm-hmm. Adderall, all this like prescription, MD, prescription, Vicodin. You hear people all the. I remember I had a couple of coworkers I used to work with, and you know I'd come in and I'd be like, "How you doing? How like how, what is it?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm good. I'm chilling. I took a, I you know took a Vicodin." Took an ambient, and I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, the glamorizing of taking prescription pills just to for fun, for to fun, feel a little like woo is really scary. To it's me. really scary. You combine that with anxiety and more drugs and just the lifestyle yeah. that a lot of these millennials are living, mm-hmm. and the constant like outward approach of like being in technology, not really like being so much in nature, where mm-hmm. you know where it can create stillness, maybe not being. You know, moving a lot, being in an office, sitting yeah. a lot, fluorescent lights, all that stuff can really, they say, right? Like yeah. a certain amount of natural light or being in a nature really affects your health mm-hmm. and mental health. Totally. And there's something about being still and quiet um, and not in, in an environment where it's noisy and it's sort of artificial in a way. Yeah. Um, can really start to affect your health. Totally. Completely. Definitely. Um. So that's just like a more overall general, but then so, yeah, so then I think that that being, all, all of that combining with being Asian um, leads to just ignore, like, you just ignore it. True. You live your life that way. And correct me if I'm wrong. Until something really horrible happens. Well, right. You know and when mean? something really horrible happens, one could argue then it's too late because yeah. then it's much harder to recover from. Totally. Like a death. Definitely. Uh, uh, a suicide. Something uh, either self-destructive or destructive to others. Yeah. We'll say. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, if you're a first-generation Asian American, uh-huh. seeking mental help is almost harder, if you will, yes. right? Yeah, because you have, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm that. Um, <laughs> not that I have, like, horrible mental health, um, but, but I think it's the, the weird, not the weird, the reality of you are so close to your roots and you're, you are, your parents are survivors mm-hmm. of post-World War II or so on and so forth, and immigrating, dropping everything and coming to a country, and then you have to assimilate into this new culture. And so you kind of have both living in you, whereas one culture, maybe let's say the Western world, is more open to mm-hmm. mental health. Yeah. And you kind of feel that because you're in this society, but then you have this really strong pull of that it's not okay. Right. And so I think that in itself can create more issues. Polarity. Yeah, because yeah. it's not clear. It's yeah. not like no or yes. Right. It's like, what do I do? And then because I'm so scared, I'm not going to do any of it, mm-hmm. even though I know maybe I should or maybe I shouldn't, you know? Right. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that happening. Yeah. And I wonder, like, when these, these I don't want to call them kids because I'm not going to assume that they're all, like, teenagers or young kids. Mm-hmm. But when these first-generation children of immigrant parents decide to get help, very often the family goes as a unit, yes, correct? completely. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Because to me, that's crazy. When I went to my therapist, it was me, myself, and I. My parents didn't even know. Like, I didn't want to even have that conversation with them. Yeah, I mean, I think there are, If I think if you are an adult, then maybe go on your, maybe there is more of that going on your own alone thing. Mm-hmm. But 
I think if they're if like you said like kids or if they're younger um there is this sense of I don't know if it's a sense of control though too because mm. it's like I'm getting like real into psychology here too. go for it because I can see as Asian parents it's like there's no way I'm gonna let my child go alone and just like figure it out I need to be there so I can see or hear what she says to see if it's sort of right or wrong in their mind Interesting. It's a little deeper. Whoa. And it may not be for the best. You know what I mean? Asian, I want to say all Asians, but Chinese people especially, if they're not open, which most of them aren't, it's very hard to get through to them to say, hey, something is wrong. Let's figure it out. You know? Yeah. Whoever the parents are, the mom or the dad, if things are running smoothly Mm -hmm. on the outside. Yeah. The amount of bank, the amount of money in the bank account, the size of the ha- the size of the house, the make of the car, right. the kids are going to college. They seem kind of happy. The kids are all right. Yeah, the kids are all right. Maybe they're dating. Yeah, they come home for dinner. They don't really talk about the real nitty gritty deep stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just more like how school. What do you like? Blah blah blah. What are your plans? Your degree? You know? Yeah. Then 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 there may not be any sort of um, attention to detail of the gravity of the situation. And I find that very common amongst Asian Americans and just mostly Chinese people in general, which is really sad. Yeah. Because because the whole point of having relationships is to really have true connection, mm-hmm. right? And to right. be open and vulnerable and raw. Totally. But embedded in the culture is extreme shame and guilt. Hmm. And that can become a lifestyle that, you, that people run without even knowing. Got it. You know? That's interesting. Like, I feel really shitty. Do I, like, I feel really, really shitty today, and I'm going to have lunch with my mom, but when I have lunch with my mom, I'm not going to tell her that I'm feeling shitty. Got it. But I'll tell my best friend. Interesting. You know? My mind is kind of blown, because when I read that, like, Asian families accompany the, 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 the person who's getting therapy, I thought, oh my god, that's great. It's a, it's a united family unit. What a great way to, to rehab the family and teach mm-hmm, the family mm-hmm. about mental health and how to, to get the, um, the client, child, the, uh-huh. child, yeah, the yeah, client. Yeah better but i guess it's it has nothing to do with the family wanting to all pitch in and like more often than not i'm not gonna completely uh, say that it's not say that it's not because the family structure is very very strong okay in chinese culture or okay. asian culture in general and so i'm sure those that are actually healthy and are coming from a place of love truly possibly maybe want it to be a complete family um uh, experience. I'm not going to disregard that for sure. Okay, I, I understand. But but mo- I think a lot of times it is just sort of um, you know not not always that. Truth. Got it. Hmm. Yeah, it's really heavy. It's heavy, dude. Dude, I don't think they're that's fine. Dude, I'll this. take it. All right. All right. You're a sexy dude. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the Asian culture, especially the Chinese, it's very it's so intricate. There's so much like it's so deep. It's like. I was just talking about this with my brother and his girlfriend about like already just naturally human beings feeling the intense shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. But being Chinese, it's almost like a like I shouldn't a rite of passage. Like you have to feel this. You have to know what it's like. Oh. Otherwise maybe you're not Chinese. Like you know what, what I mean? Like I don't know, it's stupid, but Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think I understand. Th- what I'm try- you're yeah, saying, I'm trying though. to like if you can wrap your head around it. I think what you're saying, I, from what I'm understanding, what you're saying is like because the the culture, because Asian culture runs so deep, it's hundreds of thousands of years yes. steeped in tradition, honor, and rituals, yes. and honor, yes, in history, history. Mm-hmm. 
in order to really feel like you are uniquely a part of it, you also you have to understand the good and the bad. Yeah. Is what I'm assuming. Yeah. And okay. then I think then being American and autonomy and spirituality is a lot of sort of uh, dis- not dis- like realizing that none of that kind of matters. Yeah. But it's hard because it does. I see what you're saying. Does that make sense? Yeah, it actually, it makes a lot of sense. Um, And, and I think we're like, in this space where pop star, our favorite pop stars yes. and actors mm-hmm. and models are feeling really comfortable coming out and talking about their struggles with mental illness. Yeah. But I'm always very keen on watching what race these people are. Mm. Very I, rarely are they Asian. I feel like, a, oh, Oh, 100% a couple of them are, are black. black. The first one that comes to my mind is Will Smith and J.D. Pinkett Smith with their two kids. Okay. I think they've been op- really open with the media as far as, as a family, what right. they do and what they go through. And totally. I know he, Will Smith has another son. And mm-hmm. Willow Smith kind of came out saying after like her huge Whip My Hair song, she mm-hmm. felt really depressed after and that it was just so much fame so fast. And she was so young. She wasn't ready for it. And so that's my like. Like you, like that's great, you know. But none of like not. I don't have. Don't see any Asians doing that. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is like mental health is having this moment where it's cool to come forward with your mental health struggle, but yes. it doesn't feel totally inclusive. No, does that make sense? Totally inclusive. You mean by just like with all kinds of races? Like totally inclusive. Like any race or oh, any um, is okay. Is okay to, to come do out. that. Life, yeah. race, gender, lifestyle is okay to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And totally. I feel like that's a really important reason why we wanted to do this episode is to yeah. really shine light because I don't feel like people talk about no Asian Americans and mental not health. Not enough. I, I, again, it's I mean, very white. And on on your guys's end too, you guys have Oprah. I mean, yeah. come fucking on. She yeah. is like the one of the best spiritual teachers out there and every guest she has on they're all either white or european or latino she i don't i now i wonder like on her show super soul sunday has she ever had an asian author on there or they're or indian good she's had a lot of indian gurus and stuff but that's because of their really you know Hmm. yeah i'm curious like a chinese just like a chinese an asian author it's funny that you mentioned oprah because a friend of mine who listens to this show definitely has pointed out to me that you love oprah me (laughs) yeah Ah! So to wrap this up, how can we, what's our call to action? Like, how can we get people comfortable? When I say people, I mean Asian Americans, first generation, second generation, immigrant, everybody. How can we hold out our hands, extend our arms and say, here, come with us. We know it's scary, Mm -hmm. but you can turn this around for yourself. First of all, for me, because I've actually experienced a couple of friends who are, um, some some are Asian, some are not, um, talk about it. Just fucking... What we're doing right now. Yeah, literally just talk about it. Talk Mm -hmm. about your problems that you've had as a child growing up in your childhood. What caused it? Where do you think... Ask questions, literally, and listen with all your heart. Mm -hmm. Ask them, like, where do you think this comes from? You know, almost be... You're kind of being their therapist. But, like, that's maybe the best form, the first best form, because they know you, they've known you for years, and they're going to be open. And a lot of times people go into therapist's office with this huge wall. Totally. saying A lot of people come in with a horrible attitude saying, fuck this, this Mm -hmm. isn't going to work, I'm wasting my money, I'm wasting my time. Well, then it's never going to work. Right. Yeah. But a lot of times if it's your friend who loves you, you're more than open to tell them anything, totally. you know? So talk about it. Have an open, honest conversation. And I think go get therapy. Go get help. Go figure out what you can do. Go question 
you know, why it is you're feeling this way and thinking this way and just keep discovering. I agree with that. So you're saying get informed and speak out. Yeah. Which I completely back. I think my third and it's just one is have a good be a part of a good support system. Oh, yeah. If you're anything like me, like I said earlier, like I've never really dealt with mental health issues, but that doesn't mean that I cannot identify it in my friends and be that friend that is bold enough and big enough to come to your friends and maybe have a conversation with them about it. Yeah. Sometimes part of owning mental health is just saying the words. Sure. People don't want to say out loud, I am depressed. I think I might have OCD. I think yeah. I might be schizophrenic. No right. one wants to say right. that. I think I have anxiety issues. Yeah. You know? Be that friend that says the hard thing for them. Yeah. Yo, Definitely. are you good? Yeah. Is everything okay? Yeah. I've realized lately you're a little like this, little like that. Yeah. Just call them out or not necessarily calling them out, but like tell, yeah, tell I them. Yeah, say confront <laughs> or call out. Uh, tell them the things that they may not necessarily want to hear, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not always fun hearing that. But if you're coming from a place of love, yeah. then that's all that matters. I like to say address with adoration and passion. Ooh, address with adoration yeah, and like, compassion. We're not yeah. calling anyone out. We're in fact calling them in. Yeah. Oh, I like so with that, that was a good Oprah moment. Thank you, thank you. Oh my goodness, <laughs> tweetable moment. As she likes to say, "Aha moment." <laughs> All right, I'll stop. Being... Oprah, if you're listening, you have a fan in Jacqueline Shangyong. <laughs> so guys, that's it for this episode. I hope your summer is great. I hope it keeps going great. Stay cool. This yes. episode is produced by Christian Humes at Zeitheist. Thank you, Christian. If you want to give us your feedback? Find us on the gram at Black and Yellow Podcast, or find us individually. I am Alana Webster at Renegade of Fun. I'm Jacqueline Chung Young on Instagram. We're also on Spotify and iTunes. So listen, rate, review. We appreciate all your questions, comments, concerns. We'll um, see you next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll catch you next time, guys. Stay mentally healthy and stay woke. Yep, yep. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye.